0: September 2018, a very detailed response to the Regulation 19 plan was submitted, including updated consultants' reports on the issues previously provided. Once more, no substantive response of any kind received, save disclosure in late November 2018 of ACOM's heavy criticism of the essay report that accompanied the proposals. This has now been followed, of course, by publication just before Christmas, of ACOM's rewrite of the essay, previously written off as non-compliant and defective. My council will in due course be submitting a detailed response to ACOM's doomed attempt to save UDC's essay by seeking to cure the numerous failings of its flawed predecessor. Suffice it to say that you can rearrange the order of the words as much as you like but you cannot alter the facts, including the chaotic manner in which NUGC came forward for serious consideration only in January 2017 and the reverse engineering employed to justify that selection. In the event that UDC submits its local plan to the planning inspectors proposed, it will be for UDC and UDC alone to satisfy the inspector at the inquiry that the plan is sound. My council intends to play a full part in objecting to the proposal as regards NUGC for the many reasons previously detailed. Regarding preparation of UDC's development plan document, Great Chesterford set out as long ago as January 2018 its detailed red lines regarding NUGC in the event that it is permitted to proceed and UDC, Officers and Grosvenor are well aware of its concerns. Going forward, pending and subject to the outcome of the inquiry, the Parish Council remains ready to review proposals submitted to meet these objections. Uh, I ask Chairman that a copy of this um, uh, um, uh, note be attached to the Minutes.
1: The we meeting. can do that certainly.
0: Thank you and very much. And if you
1: leave it with us, or send it electronically. No, I can leave it. it. Thank you
0: very much. Thank you.
1: Our next speaker, Councillor Rolfe. Did you want to chair? Will you have the? Okay. Our next speaker is Ken Macdonald.
2: Good evening. Uh, in good faith, I have responded to Uttersford, Uttersford's various local plan consultations, hoping to help shape the future of our district. I have continued to perform this, what I regard as my public duty despite having less and less faith that my or anybody else's comments would ever be considered by you, the councillors. Despite the persistent disregard by UDC of my contributions, I have continued to engage in the process in the hope that one day an independent inspector would actually consider my comments. I note that from the summary of representations presented to this working group, Sorry, I said again. I note that the summary of representations presented to this working group includes what appear to be only limited and random elements from my Regulation nineteen comments, some rewritten so as to obscure the point I was making, others omitted entirely. In particular, I failed to find any reference to my submissions as to why the draft plan is not legally compliant and why it is unsound. In fact, the report before you doesn't seem to address those points at all. Yet anyone who responded online was required first to give an opinion on those key questions, legal compliance and soundness, before being allowed to comment in any detail on the Regulation 19 draft. What seemed to be the main purpose of the consultation has simply been ignored in the report before you. Now, it has been my understanding that all the responses to the Regulation 19 consultation would be passed to the Inspector. However, if the Inspector is to receive only the summary which you have before you, he or she will not get any feel for respondents' views on legal compliance or soundness. From a personal perspective, my efforts to make what I regard as important points clearly and with evidence will have been in vain. My question, therefore, is will all responses to the Regulation 19 consultation be given in full and without censorship to the inspector?
1: Um, I can answer that easily for you. I asked the question of the officers five minutes ago um, because I myself have made some comments of Regulation 19 and I don't feel that mine have been fully interpreted. So the answer is yes. The inspector will receive both the summary and the full comments. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And moving on, uh, Councillor Redfern.
3: Thank you. Um, I'm here again as, as a member representing the Chesterfords Having been a member of this council for nearly 12 years I'm fully aware of the amount of work that has been put in to produce a local plan and as you all know I have not supported the inclusion of North Attlesford garden community at Great Chesterford and my position on this has not changed. Whilst I am in no doubt that UDC can do a great job of new new garden communities and what is inside them, I am totally frustrated that there is no consideration given for what what is happening 500 yards over our border in South Cambridgeshire. The planning application for a huge expansion at Wellcome's Genome campus is now in, which increases their research space dramatically and brings with it 1,500 new homes. The proposed Agritech site right next door to that, known as Smithson Hill, is for a huge employment area for thousands of new jobs and that is now with the Secretary of State awaiting a decision. You have the ACOM's new sustainability appraisal and this takes no account of the cross-border problem and it will be an issue because we know Wellcome will have government support just as they did before. How can this new sustainability appraisal not even consider this when it really is more than just a possibility? It could have permission for development before the inspector even looks at our local plan. So what happens then? Without acknowledging what is going on, UDC are not doing the best for the community that I represent. Can we please have an agreement that this cross-border problem will be given the serious consideration that I believe it deserves? Thank you.
1: Thank you. And if you could leave the copy, we'll append that to the, the minutes as well. Thank you very much. Um, moving on then, apologies for absence and declarations of interest. Do we have any apologies?
4: Uh, Councillor Loughlin.
1: Lovely. Thank you very much. And declaration-
5: Councillor Ranger.
1: And Councillor Ranger. Uh, declarations of interest. I'd like to declare an interest as an Essex County Councillor and in as much as if anyone's looked, they will see that I have made some comments about Regulation 19 consultation. Councillors seem to be singled out to be named. Any other declarations of interest? No? Okay then. Moving on then to the minutes of the previous meeting. Does anybody have any queries or questions about their accuracy? Councillor Lodge.
6: Thank you. On uh, on page seven, um, it says the chairman, when we were talking about the the sustainability appraisal and the, um, the option which was taken. It said this was identified as a modification of option three. It wasn't, it was actually identified as option three by the Chair. Um, one other issue there, I, I asked a particular question which I thought was important uh, which, and, and this has been omitted and I would like it added to the, um, uh, to the minutes. I asked when the Chairman was aware of the the ACOM report that that officers were asking for that report and preparing it. Uh, The Chairman said to me that he knew about it just a week before we did. I would like that to be in the minutes, please.
1: Rolf, are you that?
6: That, that, that's fine. I think
5: uh, since then we've seen a cl- chronological page of uh, what happened about the sustainability appraisal and those timings were, were borne out. And I think uh, what we were referring to uh, in terms of whether it was uh, amended option three or option three was a full uh, sustainability appraisal, which is exactly what happened and what we're talking about tonight.
1: Okay, so we will make those amendments. And are you happy with that, Councillor i signed the minutes. Okay, we will make sure that addition is added in. Moving on then to the main item, well, one of the main items of business tonight, item three, which is the updated sustainability appraisal. Mr. Miles.
7: Thank you, Chair. Um, the report before you today provides an updated sustainability appraisal uh, to be submitted alongside the local plan. Um, Just to also update members, we are targeting uh, the submission of the local plan on the 18th of January, that is Friday next week. Um, The updated sustainability appraisal has been produced by ACOM, as you heard, uh, following a review of the sustainability appraisal, um, the sustainability appraisal that uh, accompanied the uh, Regulation 19 local plan in, in the summer of last year. PBWG in November considered a report on the SA review, which identified a number of concerns with the previous SA um, and updated the group over the actions officers had taken, i.e. commissioning the report that you have before you today. The updated SA is in two main main sections, with one much smaller section. Uh, I'm going to give you a summary of the document. Part 1, which starts on agenda page 31, uh, goes through the plan-making work undertaken to date in chapters 4 through to 7 then chapter 8 on agenda page 81 um, which is uh, the more substantive element of the, or one of the more substantive elements of the updated essay, goes on to work up the reasonable alternatives to the garden communities and undertakes a comparative appraisal of those alternatives it also uh, works up a reasonable district-wide spatial strategy alternatives and undertakes a comparative appraisal of those alternatives and then presents the Council's outline reasons for selecting the preferred approach. I'll go into a bit more detail on, on those. Um, paragraphs 817 to 44 look at the garden community options for appraise. The report considers that the minimum appropriate size for the garden communities is 5,000 dwellings. As there are no sites other than the three garden communities in the draft local plan, which are of this scale, this section of the report only looks at those three sites. However, in considering the minimum size, it does appraise reduced levels of growth at Eastern Park and Braintree uh, within, Uttlesford site, uh, within the Uttlesford part of the West of Braintree site. The rest of the chapter looks at developing and assessing the district-wide reasonable alternatives The report identifies four options, the local plan strategy, a strategy based on lower delivery at the garden communities and more at towns and villages with a railway station, a strategy based on less delivery at the garden communities and more at other villages, i.e. not those without a railway station, and a strategy with no garden communities and the development located entirely elsewhere in the district. In developing these regional alternatives, the report identifies specific sites to, um, to make up these alternative strategies. Um, the summary appraisal of these options against the sustainability objectives is in, is in Table 8.7, which is Agenda page 126. The Local Plan is assessed to best align with, these objective, with the SA objectives. Um, and Agenda page 130 includes the Council's outline reasons for selecting the preferred approach. Another substantive part of the updated sustainability appraisal is Section 10. Section 10 um, assesses the local plan as a whole against the sustainability appraisal objectives. This is in the form of a narrative assessment of the plan against each of the objectives in turn. Appendix 5 of the report sets out the more detailed appraisal findings um, for for those appraisals I I, I talked about for chapters 8 and 10. Overall the appraisal does identify that there are potential negative as well as positive effects of the strategy in the plan. These negative effects include impacts on habitats, landscapes and heritage assets, as well as traffic and pollution impacts. However the essay also recognises that the strategic choices made and the draft policies included in the plan uh, seek to minimise and mitigate those impacts. Officers are proposing to commence the representation period on the updated sustainability appraisal on Monday, uh, and the representations received will be passed on to the inspector following the end of that period. Thank you, Chair.
1: All read, all 549 pages. Are there... Do people want to go through this in sections? Do we want to do any particular comments anybody's got? Any queries about the generality of the outcome of the sustainability appraisal? No? Okay, Councillor Lodge. I thought somebody must, must have a question.
6: It was, it, was, it was a generality on logistics yep. as opposed to uh, the individual detail to start with. So Um, As as I understand it, we we had legal advice on running the the processes in parallel, the submission of the plan, the submissions of of responses here to the uh, the essay. Um, I wonder, could we we have sight of that, is is that a written advice? I I had a similar theme last time which we uh, we did get in the end. Uh, Do we have written legal advice for that process?
1: Um, um, I don't know. Will I do be uh, by the I, inspector. I, I can see what we do have, and ask the officers to respond. If you remember, at the last meeting, um, yes. because a question came up subsequently at the last meeting, we said that both the sustainability appraisal and the statement of community involvement would both be going out to consultation, and that they would be submitted after the local plan, and that was yes. acceptable. Do we actually uh, officers
6: may, may have a, an do, initial thought on that? Do we have
1: legal that. advice?
6: Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Thank you, Chair. Um,
4: sorry, this might this make alright. Yep. Um, we, did, we did obviously get written legal advice. Not... <coughs> Sorry. Um, yes, we did get written legal advice and we did share that with PPWG members in conference, but that has a certain level of legal privilege. So at this stage, it's within the PPWG members. It's not a public document, but we can take that away. I can consult again with our legal adviser whether or not that can now become legal. But it was given to us with legal privilege. Sorry, can you? It's not working. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. Did you get any of that? Shall I say it again? <laughs> um, yeah. Just to just to confirm, we 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 have had legal advice on on the on the the, the essay that council of the council Lodge refers to. That legal advice was circulated to PPWG members in conference um, at the last meeting. Um, but because it's under legal privilege, it's not normally seen as being a, a, a public document. But I can certainly I can check with our legal advisor as to whether or not that can now be uh, circulated in, into the public domain. But it was given to us under legal privilege.
6: Okay, but that does specifically cover, the, cover my question, does it? I, 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 I saw some legal advice obviously before Christmas now. Um but that that is specifically covered, is it? Yeah, yeah okay, fine. Thank you. I'll 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 re look at that then.
1: You seem to have changed your name, but <laughs> It's all right, I know your name. <laughs>
8: Yes, thank you, Chairman. I was my attention was brought to page 83 of the document, uh, which, which which seems to be addressing or one one part where it addresses the, the the question of the the soundness of the selection of sites. I mean, I'm, my reading of this is that it. The, the, the appraisal is saying that the selection that has been made, the three new settlement sites plus other sites in other communities, is, is, a, is a sound plan and, and a sustainable plan, uh, a combination of uh, three larger large settlements and the rest. Um, and part of the argument uh, is in, in paragraph 18, where it's talking about um, secondary schools. And paragraphs eighteen and sorry eight eighteen and eight twenty two where it it seems to be saying that um, because these are the only options that deliver sufficiently sized secondary schools, they make sense, and therefore other sites which were put forward uh, under the banner or with the heading of the community, garden communities don't fit into that and therefore you can more or less dismiss them uh, on, on the grounds of secondary school provision. I, I'm, am I reading that correctly? Secondly, has that logic been tested in any way or do we take it for granted that what it says on page 83 or 65 of the ACOM report is, is a sound statement?
1: I'd comment first, then I'll ask the officers to respond. But certainly, um, Essex County Council, in its responses, makes that point about the 5,000 trigger being a site suitable for a secondary school. Um, You know, they have to provide education, so that would be how they comment. But I think it's just one of many factors that contribute to the the overall choice of of sites. But, officers, do you have any further comments?
7: Yes, uh, Councillor Barker is right. The 5,000 5, dwelling figure comes from Essex County Council originally. Um, sorry. In terms of whether it has been tested, it, it has also been tested and supported by the inspector for the North Essex authorities. Um, they made a similar argument around the 5,000 figure, and the, the inspector accepted. That argument in one of his letters. I can't remember the date of the particular letter in which he did. Um, uh, in a, just a one element of clarification um, you, you said that um, it meant that, these, that the, this threshold meant that the other uh, supposed garden communities that were submitted to the local plan were discounted. Um, they are discounted from this bit of the report. However, the, the further, uh, further on in the report, where they look at um, development in other uh, towns and villages, um, then the garden community proposals are considered. So, Taitley and Birchhanger and Chelmer Mead are considered as reasonable alternatives later on. Now, that's fine.
8: I'm not, I'm not challenging it. I'm just wanting to confirm that, that, that that's the case. Thank you. I, I will come back with other questions later
1: sorry yeah. yes councillor dean
8: right well i i i've got a number of i can't I can't make the re- find a reference just like that because I've got a, lo- a okay. lot of... We'll to books, but I, I, I can speak to it anyway. Somewhere in the document. <laughs> um, there are uh, references in many communities, but I, I, on this occasion I'm referring to my own, where um, uh, opinions are expressed uh, about sites that are not in the local plan. For instance, in in Stansted Mount Fitchett it refers to land to the west of Pennington Lane that's on the west side of Stansted Mount Fitchett and it also refers to land on the eastern side of High Lane which is on the northeast extremity of the village. and it uses some wording which initially i found ambiguous because it 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 says something along the lines of uh, could could be brought forward or something like that now my uh, having looked at it more i thought therefore it was <laughs> saying should be included, but but I think I'm right in saying, uh, and I like confirmation from officers that what is being said here is if the local plan, as it stands at the moment, and as it, as is going to be submitted in a week or two, um, were that for whatever reason to unravel, then in statements like the ones in in sunset, it's 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 saying that you could look at these and consider these as alternatives if if it came to distributing more amongst existing towns and settlements but at this stage it's not saying they ought to be included but I'd like that to be clarified but I'd also like to um, I'd like it to be known that that these are in put putting this document in that way and therefore you know, if, if people like parish councils want to express an opinion at this stage they can do so even though it, 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 we, it, you know, they're not fighting against what the district council proposal.
1: I think um, I, I'm happy to, to answer that a little bit you know, there are sites they have been scored yeah. um, if they've been put forward they're probably available by hook or crook they're probably deliverable The question is, are they suitable? And the suitability or otherwise, will we, what's put them lower down the ranking? So all the sites are ranked A to E. So, you know, there will be E's and we really wouldn't want to bring the E's forwards. But yes, we don't have a particular plan B, but if the inspector doesn't like the plan and he chooses to make major modifications, he may choose to introduce some of those sites. So they are there and they're not in the first rank at the moment but they could come forward if they were needed. I mean, I'm raising
8: it because I don't want the alarm bells to be raised uh, because people misunderstand the way in which this is written, and I think, which I think is different from the previous essay assessment.
7: Uh, yes, so as I said in the introduction, in working up the reasonable alternatives uh, to assess... The local plan strategy against, the consultants have sought to identify specific sites to make up that, those alternative, those reasonable alternatives. Um, so chapter 8, which I think is uh, probably the, the, the bit you're, you're looking at, uh, Councillor Dean, mm-hmm. um, where it goes through a, a number of towns and villages and seeks to identify specific sites to make up those reasonable alternatives, it, it does use some of of the kind of language that you described in in saying this site is is, uh, suitable to progress or something like that but uh, you should uh, remember that in reading chapter 8 you are uh, reading it in the context of um, what that chapter is seeking to do which is identify reasonable alternatives so it's suitable to progress as a reasonable alternative to the local plan is that helpful?
8: No, that, that's fine. Um, I just want everybody to be alert to that in case people uh, start to respond <laughs> misunderstanding what it's saying.
5: So uh, we know that there are, um, irrespective of the local plan, applications coming through at the moment. Does that scoring A to E, is that material in the consideration by the planning department in terms of its suitability? And and, and would an inspector take that scoring into account?
4: (coughs) So, So just to be clear, what you're saying is some sites that are not included in the local plan currently come forward and we class them as say a C site. To what extent would the inspector take that into account? The, 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 when we say the inspector. Sorry, let me just to, clarify. That. Sorry, not, yeah.
5: not, not the inspector who's going to look at the local plan. I'm talking about sites that are not included in the local plan that are coming forward as planning applications and will continue to do so until we have a, a local plan in place. I just wonder what relevance the scoring A to E is. If it was rejected by uh, this, and indeed whether it's a consideration for our own planning officers in terms of their decision on it and their recommendation, and then if it was rejected by the planning committee, whether um, the inspector of that particular application, not the inspector of the local plan, what weight they would carry.
4: I mean I think I mean obviously once we've submitted local plan the the local plan under the regulation nineteen it it gains a little bit more weight. It's still not got formal statutory weight, but it has a little bit more weight. So that when we are considering planning applications post the submission, officers in the development management team, as it were, will take that into account and say that if so if a site comes forward that isn't actually in our regulation nineteen, that will be a material consideration when we take it forward. The weight of that isn't this, it's not the same as having an adopted plan, so you wouldn't automatically rule it out. You couldn't, you couldn't say this is not in our local plan, we rule it out, but it would be a material consideration when you were taking that forward. Yes.
9: No. Have I got a mic that's working? Yeah, marvellous. Sorry, I thought we were going to. I'm on page 525, gentlemen. Sorry mainly because ACOM did it in lots of lovely red at the bottom. So if we look at it, the report, so if we look at the area where negative long-term impacts are measured against UDC's objectives, in page 525, in the non-technical summary, if the plan fails to meet the objectives, should the plan be changed or the objectives changed? So... Really, so if you look at objective one is to conserve and an enhance biodiversity. There is, this is required by paragraph 170 of the MPBF. Actually requires net gain for biodiversity. ACOM concludes, however, that on balance, while there is a potential for both positive and negative effects, the overall level of growth is considered likely to have a residual minor long-term negative effect. If we looked at the 15 sustainability objectives in the local plan, there are five positive, one neutral, and ten negatives. Now, if you just take that in an example with the the red and the green, you did a little chart, that doesn't look very good, does it? That we've got ten negatives, five positives, and one neutral. And I'm on page 525 to page 533. And at the end of each one, ACOM have put it... um, I've lost my sheet on here. Uh, they put, this is going to be a negative impact, this is going to be a negative impact, this is going to be a positive impact. It's not anything, I, I suppose some people feel it's not anything near as much as housing numbers and sites and all of those. But if you're looking at biodiversity and it's going to be negative, surely there's something not quite right, but I may have, may have just jumped on something environmental
1: your observations is very real. You don't build the 7,000 or 5,000 houses we've built since the beginning of the local plan and another 10,000 without having a negative impact. It's how we mitigate that rather than, you know, we can't pretend that those houses aren't going to use water and they're not going to have to get rid of sewage and they're not going to provide cars. It's how we manage that as best we can.
9: Okay. So, but it doesn't actually say where we're always going to manage it. I, I can't find the answers where it's going to be managed. It just said this is going, looks like it's going to be a negative impact. I think out of 15, 10 negative and 5 positive, or think probably 4 positive and 1 neutral, uh, have I misread it then? Am I being too pedantic here?
1: I, 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 no, I, well, you're being a bit negative, but that, that, that's, that's a bit what the message is. Um, you know, we, we are t- trying to do our best, all of us here, to have th- the least negative impact that we have. I mean, officers, do you have any particular comments on this point?
7: Uh, no, you're, you're quite right. Um, the, the SA does recognise that there are negative impacts from development. Um, the Draft Local Plan seeks to have the policies to minimise and mitigate... Or, The strategy chosen by the local plan seeks to minimise those impacts and then the policies included in the local plan seeks to mitigate those impacts but the the SA identifies that there will be impacts.
1: Any other questions, comments? Councillor Dean.
8: Yeah, I I have two more um, extracts I'd like to refer to both of which are talking about road transport, Madam Chairman. Uh, The second one is on page 153, um, paragraph 10103, which which is referring to Junction 9, Great Chesterford Railway Station, um, and includes the statement In this context, the Transport Study 2017 identifies eight roads within Adelsford forecast to exceed their theoretical link capacity without any local plan plan development. Um, And then the previous one, which I think is a few pages earlier, on page 149, top of 149, again, paragraph 1074, um, makes a similar statement about eight roads within Nuttlesford forecast to exceed their theoretical link capacity without any local planned development. I mean, it, the assessment makes that statement but I, but I can't see whether it says but this is okay, we can, it's going to be sorted. I'd just like officers to tell me if it's making a statement like that which I'm aware of from the the transport studies. I'm unclear whether what what the purpose of saying that is unless the sustainability assessment says despite that um, we know that Essex County Council, etc., etc., are going to sort it and take into account the additional natural growth as well as the effect of of development. Can officers tell me whether that's addressed? Please.
1: Sustainability assessment.
8: Yes,
1: it, it's, it's a point in time. This is where we are now. If we do these things, we will need to do something. It's not for this sustainability assessment to say how we will resolve those things. That will be done through DPDs. You look at a, a planning application, the ones that were agreed in Suffolk Water last week. Part of that was the road. You look at Hoblong's at Smith's Farm at Dunmo. Part of that is a whole redoing of the junction. You look at Eastern Lodge. Um, if that proceeds, they know they've got to make amendments to the junctions. Yeah, yeah. They know they're going to have to do a second entrance onto the A120. And they won't get their DPD through this cabinet, whether it's us sitting here or anybody else. Their DPD will not go through this council unless those things are in place. And that's where we address those issues. And until they've got a DPD in place, they will not build a single house.
8: No, I fully accept that there's much more work to be done. I'm, what I'm doing is I'm. I, If this is a sustainability assessment which makes that statement, then what does it say to address address it without getting down to the detailed implementation, which is what Councillor Barg was referring to? I think Steve, I think I can say.
7: Um, So you're right, the sustainability appraisal doesn't get down to that level of detail. Um, However, looking at the two paragraphs you reference, the, the following paragraph in, in each instance um, starts to talk about the, um, uh, the mitigation measures. So to, just to read from paragraph 10.74, uh, 10.75, sorry, uh, it is anticipated that strategic and local highway improvements proposed through the plan and mitigation measures identified through the transport study will likely reduce residual adverse effects on transport infrastructure within the district, considerations, et cetera. So... The the following paragraph uh, 10.75 and and similarly the following paragraph uh, 10.104 does start to uh, discuss the the mitigation measures in in, in a very high level um, to the the impacts referenced in the previous paragraphs. So the
8: the high level um, conclusion or response is is adequate at this stage in this Yeah, okay. No, I'm
6: fine. Thank you.
1: Any other questions? Castle Lodge.
6: Thank you, Chair. Uh, I I, I want to actually come back on the legal advice, which I do first, then just make some uh, overall comment again rather than getting into the details. I've actually dug out the legal advice, and I think there's something that needs looking at. So we're referring to uh, the 16th of October. I won't read it out, as I know it it is privileged, but certain aspects of it And if you look at, uh, I think it's the second page, third page of the report, item 5, with regard to the consultation process, the lawyer is saying that um, the judgment on the issue should only be made by the council post the production of this report. So obviously the the, the report is now produced. My question is should we not really go back to the lawyers now to make sure that they're fully in the loop and understand that otherwise we're still at risk from a legal perspective of the process that we're following.
1: I would suggest that the judgment on this is for the new council when the inspector has done his inspection and made his pronouncements. No, no,
6: I'm talking about about the process of of running the uh, the consultations in parallel. Yes, of course. So, yeah, so, so, so this is a for now uh, situation that mm-hmm. Councillor Lodge is referring to. I don't know whether
5: um, Mr Clenday wants to add anything, but, but I think it's perfectly legitimate that we just uh, re-ask that question. Yes, yeah. that, I um, think that's my point. It, it, w- it, that. it, it was pretty clear that we can run the things in parallel, um, so we were quite comfortable with that. But as with all of these matters, it's never, it never hurts to belt and brace. So can we...
6: It does. And the lawyer specifically says that on point five from yeah. the 16th of yeah. October. Yeah, if I we
5: like. can action that, please. Yep. Thank you.
6: Thanks. Then just on, on, on the larger point, I think that um, o- overall I welcome the, um, the, the process. It's, it's a massive piece of work. And if I'm honest, I haven't, I haven't absorbed it fully yet. And so to a degree, some of this is premature. I think it's it's encouraging to a degree but I still have the overall major concern and this goes back to the the 19th of June meeting. You remember my concerns about the the Braintree inspection and and, and some of the major issues from from, uh, Mr Clues at Braintree was on the deliverability of the the, uh, new communities and a lot of that was about the commercial deliverability. I'm afraid that I still have serious concerns that whilst we've done a good amount of work here on on progressing, we still do not have that evidence, and I'm very concerned that the the inspector will take a negative view of that. I probably don't respect uh, a response now, but I would like to uh, put that as as my really large overall view on the submission as we're about to do. Thank you. Councillor Dean. I'd just like to sum up by saying
8: that um, you know there is a lot of there is a lot of paper here. Um by Councillor Lodger I haven't read every page. I have spotted some spelling mistakes, including the fact that uh, if they think there are two A's in Stansted, but uh, we'll overlook that. Why did you name <laughs> <laughs> But but, but because I spotted those spelling mistakes doesn't mean to say I've taken it all in. And of course we're not here saying we agreed. I think the the key key thing is that uh, from what I've made of it and what our officers have said, it it says that we should carry on with the process that uh, the local plan should be submitted before the 24th, I think it is of this month, isn't it? And I think we're probably going to be able to do it before then. Um, And also, the fact that they've produced, that this organisation, ACOM, have produced such a a momentous document of about 900 uh, pages in a very short period of time suggests to me that there must have been a lot of wordsmiths uh, at work. Um, uh, not just one person putting this together as, as well as doing all the research I, you know, I, I'm, I'm most impressed by what they've done and that apart from the odd spelling mistake which gets up my nose um, it's fine, it looks good
1: Comment on the spelling mistakes I've just looked at this electronically there are at least 22 wrong spellings of Stansted um, on a PDF you can search and replace And I think it would be nice just to search and replace 22 or more spellings of Stansted that are incorrect. Councillor Rolf.
5: Well, I'd just like to conclude by um, agreeing with Councillor Dean. Uh, At our last meeting we had some concern about a what kind of report we were going to do, we answered that question, and then obviously uh, the size of the task. So uh, we know that uh, ACOM have pulled operatives from uh, all around the country to conclude this. It is a very comprehensive, I think, a a quality piece of work which... uh, uh, Very helpfully, is consistent with our first sustainability appraisal, although using ACOM rather than place service language. So, I think we ought to to thank them for the the effort they put in here because uh, they did turn it round within a very tight frame. As far as deliverability, Councillor Lodge, obviously, that's the whole point of um, the inspector. I mean, he will. All I would say is that Uttlesford is very different from North Essex, but um, the the inspector will say what the inspector is going to say and all we can do is to put forward as strong a case as we possibly can. Thank you. Can I just
8: add to what I said that I I think I'd also like to thank our officers for actually setting this in motion because it would have been very easy for us just to plough on, uh, stick with the previous report. Save a bit of money um, and hope for the best. Uh, I think think it was the right decision. Well, it it was the right decision, but prior to that, it was right that our officers actually did the the background work to to kick this process off. Thank you.
1: you Um, Nobody has any more comments, so we'll move on to item four, which is a summary of the representations on the local plan and the Addendum of Focus Changes. Mr. Miles.
7: Thank you, Chair. <clears throat> second report before you this evening contains a summary of the reps received to the Regulation 19 representation period over the summer and the Addendum of Focus Changes in the autumn. Uh, these summaries will form part of the Statement of Consultation that will be submitted alongside the Local Plan. Um, as you already said before, please note that the full representations are going to be submitted to the inspector as well. Um, Summer consultation period, the council received some 3,000 representations from around 1,500 people and organisations. To the addendum in the autumn, the council received 249 representations from 61 people and organisations. I'd like to give you a flavour of some of those representations um but before I do that i'd like to highlight a key difference between the representation the regulation 19 representation period and the previous uh, regulation 18 and prior consultations The regulation representat- the regulation 19 representation periods are not technically consultations, which is why I keep calling them representation periods um in that the purpose of gathering representations is not for the council to seek to amend the local plan to address those representations, the purpose is to gather the reps to inform the inspector of the local plan examination. Um, If the council wished to make any substantive changes as a result of those representations then technically we would have to then engage in a further consultation period to allow people to comment on those changes. And then if we wanted to make any changes to that thing we just consulted on, again, we would have to keep consulting on things ad infinitum. So it's just a technical, a technical planning thing. <laughs> um, so turning to the representations, um, my uh, summary will focus on the representations criticizing the plan as these representations are those which are most likely to inform the direction of the examination. Um, So, start. We've received a number of reps that question the deliverability of the strategy. They question whether the garden communities can be delivered to the timetable in the local plan. They question whether the required infrastructure can be delivered to support the timetable in the local plan. And they question whether the required infrastructure can be delivered at all. Some representations go further than just questioning the deliverability and suggest alternative ways of ensuring the development requirements of the district can be met – for example, by suggesting alternative sites or uh, alternative sites which um, can either be in addition to or instead of the sites in the local plan. In addition to questioning the deliverability of the strategy, a number of reps question the appropriateness of the strategy. These representations tend to look at specific sites and consider the negative impacts of the proposals are too great or and/or are incapable of appropriate mitigation. And again, similarly, some of these reps go further um, than than identifying the flaws and and suggest solutions um, in the form of uh, alternative mitigation proposals or alternative sites. This is a very high-level summary. Um, Turning to some of the representations from statutory consultees, Again, a high-level summary of those reps. Uh, the Environment Agency were pleased with the progress on the water cycle study, um, and to update members, we are expecting this to be complete in February and will be passed on to the inspector following completion. Natural England made reference to the ongoing work relating to uh, air quality impacts on Epping Forest, uh, expressing concerns about those and also expressing concerns about the impacts on Hatfield Forest. Historic England uh, welcomed changes to relating to their previous comments, but continue to express concerns relating to all three garden communities and uh, expressing a fundamental objection to North Huttlesford due to the potential impacts on heritage assets. Again, to update councillors, we are seeking to update our heritage impact assessment working with Historic England to address these concerns. Uh, We hope to include this alongside the um, Local Plan submission documents. There is the possibility that it may uh, be in the in the week following the uh, 18th of January however. Highways England noted that they've been involved in the production of the evidence base and said it and said it would be important for non-residential uses to be developed alongside new homes to support the development of sustainable patterns of transport. Essex County Council: um, a number of their representations are generally supportive, but there are some objections too, including to, um, plan, um, know, including to the local plan, including uh, to the local plan allocation for the Helena Romana site they express a preference for the provision of secondary school, uh, secondary education to be at the Helen Romano site um, rather than it be allocated for residential use. South Cambridgeshire District Council um, in their representation note the potential advantages and disadvantages of development in North Uttlesford but continue to maintain an objection relating primarily to the uncertainties around infrastructure provision but also impacts on the landscape. Um, Overall, officers consider that the plan is ready for submission and the issues raised in in these and other representations can be dealt with through the local plan examination. Uh, I'd like to also update members uh, relating to a number of other documents um, other than the heritage impact assessment, heritage impact assessment where there is a potential for documents to be late. these are the water cycle study um, which as I mentioned for the Environment Agency will be complete in mid-February and we pass on to the inspector then the sport and recreation study which we anticipate completion in April and will be forwarding on to the inspector then uh, and two further ones, the Stansted to Braintree Rapid Transit System Progress Update and the North Uttlesford Mass Transit Opportunities Study Um, which we hope to be complete uh, for submission, but again may slip, similar to the heritage impact assessment, may slip into the following week. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Um, Members, I mean, when I read through some of these comments, they were very much what you would expect. People putting sites forward, um, which they think are better than the ones that are there. Developers suggesting numbers should be a bit higher than they are. Other people suggesting numbers should be lower than they are. Um, that site's better than this site because I don't like this site. Um, I didn't see, I haven't read everyone in detail, I didn't see anything that surprised me. Did anyone else pick up anything that surprised them? No? Any, any comments at all on anything specific? You know, Dean.
8: The only thing I'd like to just ask about is, um, we just mentioned then about the transport studies, the North Uddlesford and the A120, or Stansted Eastwards and possibly Westward. Um, Will there be, are, are the two, those two studies being carried out totally in isolation, or will they refer to each other in that, you know, somebody, getting as far south as Great Chesterford could well want to go on to the A120 and therefore will there be reference to the existing transport arrangements between the north of the district and the south and and whether or not there is a knock-on effect of one on the other or improvements that might be needed in the south to take into account the north or whatever rather than as though they're two separate worlds uh, living
7: apart. Um, so these, these studies are very much focusing on, on the areas that they're looking at. Um, uh, not ignoring the, the north-south transport links across the district, but they are looking to um, explore the uh, transport potential as I said from Stansted uh, eastwards through Eastern Park uh, and on to west of Braintree and beyond and also the potential for westwards from Stansted Um, and then for North Uttlesford linking through to the the Cambridgeshire and Peterborough uh, mayoral proposals um, and also linking to uh, employment centres and transport destinations near to the North Uttlesford site um it's not neither of them are looking at uh links from North Huttlesford to Eastern Park in any great detail
8: can I just finish off i mean you know the reason I raise this sort of thing. I think it is important that uh, you know, things are looked at strategically and, and I'll just use a, a local example which is just. Because I, you know, I happen to be from Stansted Mount Victory, You know, if if the if the result of a wonderful transport link from Braintree to Stansted Airport results in a load of people being disgorged at the airport and then they want to great, get to Great Chesterford, are they going to be told to? Um, Find their way down Church Road in Stansted, and uh, to get under the B1383 and drive up north. You know, in other words, there, there can be knock-on effects, and I just think that we can't just treat them in isolation. That's what I'm getting at, and uh, I'm picking up the, the point that I, or the, the, the reference that I raised earlier from the ACOM report, which talks about the congestion or existing congestion on roads like the B1383. I, I just hope that people are taking a global view of things and not just looking at, looking at their own corner. However, you know, I recognise that each of them is important. I recognise in particular that the Cambridge border one is complicated and, and, and important, but, but they do relate to each other.
5: I think Councillor Dean makes a very good point that they're only 15 miles away. There is obviously some interoperability. Um, having said that, the, the two areas do have their own unique challenges. As you know, because we've reported at this meeting previously, Highways England are um, reviewing whether uh, north of Junction 8, which as you know goes down to two lanes, should become a smart motorway to make it three lane. Um, There's got a lot of smart motorway activity going on at the moment, um, and this is a serious consideration. The um, our local member of parliament and I met with Highways England pre-Christmas, um, so we'll obviously keep keep you updated on that. There's also discussion with the rail network because obviously that is one of the sustainable options in terms of getting from the um, airport through Great Chesterford onto uh, well onto Birmingham, actually. Um, but in terms of a rapid transport link. There's nothing in the proposal. There's a rapid transport link east to west, um, just parallel to the 120, uh, and there are obviously um, uh, direct um, sustainable routes around Chesterford and potentially linking up with the Mayor's options for Cambridge. But, But to be fair, nothing at the moment between the two, apart from the two things I've mentioned. But you raise a good point, and I think we should add that to the agenda. (coughs) <coughs> and, just, and Just to clarify,
4: I, I, I was going to say it is, a, it is a good point and obviously we've got Essex County Council Highways on board with the project anyway, so that's the sort of thing that they will look at in terms of how the linkages would be made, so we'll, we'll, we'll take that on board definitely.
1: Mr Mars, did you want to add anything about the representations on the agenda with focus changes? Um, no?
7: no? My summary. Okay, come, but... thank you.
1: <laughs> Members, any other questions, queries you want to raise? Can I ask the officers then to uh, just explain a little bit how we go forwards? Um, Yes, we know know we're going to submit the week after next or whatever, and that's fine. But how does this group now move forwards? What's its future work plan?
7: Thank you, Chair. Um, So, as I said before, we're targeting the 18th of January as our submission date, um, which is Friday next week. What submission uh, means and looks like is we have to get the um, the local plan and all the supporting documentation to the planning inspectorate. Um, we had a meeting with the program officer this morning to talk through the the admin kind of side of that so that we could um, uh, we'll make sure we're on the right track and, and we continue uh, <laughs> what we're doing. And following that meeting, we are still targeting the 18th of January. We think we can meet that date. Um, in terms of physically what, it, what submission looks like, we're going to be um, uh, submitting a, a covering letter um, describing where the local plan is at, um, uh, so updating on the updated sustainability appraisal and, and that kind of thing, just to give the uh, inspector who's appointed. Uh, a very high-level understanding of, of what we've done. We will include some paper copies, mainly of the local plan and, and maps and that kind of thing. Um, and then we will have a document reference document library, electronic version on a um, encrypted hard disk, which will have all the other supporting documentation. Once we have submitted to the um, two pins then our programme officer advised that we may well have an inspector appointed within a week from then. Um, And looking forward into the examination, um, the programme officer advised that the likely potential uh, start for hearing dates uh, would be following the, um, uh, the elections on the 2nd of May. One of the reasons for that is the, um, the consultation on the sustainability appraisal. We would need to get the representations to the inspector following the close of that before um, they would be able to programme hearing sessions. And in order to programme hearing sessions, you need to have at least six weeks in advance. So even if when consultation closed on the 25th, we got the reps to them within the next week or so, um, six weeks from then would be the earliest that you could have hearing sessions, and then you're starting to interfere with elections. So it would be likely to follow then.
1: Is there a further role for this group at this point in time?
7: Uh, Once the plan is submitted, um, it is the role of officers to um, put the Council's case uh, around why the local plan is the sound strategy to meet the development needs of the district. So, not
5: really.
1: Okay. No, uh, <laughs> we, we, we won't put a date in the diary, then. Thank you. Councillor Rawls.
5: Well, I, I think, because there are some outstanding um, reports to come through, uh, I think it would be appropriate uh, that this is not the final meeting of no, this group, no, no. and that we would review those reports uh, in the context um, of uh, their submission, um, and then there will clearly be a pause as we go through the process, and then... It will rather depend on what happens um, through the summer. But I think there will be one more meeting at least. Thank
1: you. Um, Any other business members? No? Okay, thank you very much. Meeting closed at 635